Hello everybody and welcome to the Top 5 Show. It's a little bit different this week. The format has been tweaked ever so slightly just for this one-off. And the reason for that is that I made my way down to my hometown of Lincoln to talk to a fantastic up-and-coming all-female four-piece band called Mary's Dream. What an interview it was, what a gig it was. They put on a fantastic show and I'm really excited to share this with you chaps and chapesses. Uh, a little bit of a pre-warning. Um, all of us were a couple of drinks down by this point, so if you detect any drunken ramblings, any slurred speech, you know why. But check out Mary's Dream on Spotify. Um, really do recommend them, and uh, I hope you enjoy the interview. Well, I, I'm here with two members of Mary's Dream. Could you guys introduce yourselves? Oh, they're here, here they are. I'm I'm now here with all of Mary's Dream who have just performed tonight. Well done, guys. Fantastic performance. We've got some fans along. Could you guys introduce yourselves to me, please? I'm Holly and I play bass. I'm Molly and I sing. And? And I sometimes play guitar. Guitar, and bass. what do you do? What you did? What do you do in the band? I play the drums. I'm Lexi, I play the drums. Molly! Yeah. I'm Molly Hanson, I play lead guitar. Awesome, guys, awesome. Can I ask you guys, okay, so some trivial questions first. We'll get into some meaty stuff later, don't you worry about that. But easy stuff now. Mary's Dream, how did they form? Talk to me about, you know, your early days as a band. Listen, it was a school play, it was Romeo and Juliet. It was the hype of the school. Everyone was talking about it. You must remember, Johnny. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I must. Was I even there? My sister yeah. was in it. Nope. She it was, was Tibble. We decided to do the music. I no, well, a cool drama teacher, <laughs> like Radiohead. And he got us to play Radiohead and The Cure and all these So, So, okay, okay. Oh, yes, hands up. So, 2017. They didn't have a band to put in Romeo and Juliet, as Snee says. They didn't have a band, so they thought, who plays music in the school? Oh, we'll pick these four Molly randoms. Hansen, I think there was about Hansen, I think there was about eight. Yeah, but there was about eight to begin with, weren't there? Amazing. And we had a group chat. Yeah. And uh, we thought, oh no, I can't do it for whatever reason. I can't do it for whatever reason. Yeah. So we thought, why not? And we were only really young. We yeah. were like, yeah, right, yeah, nah, like yeah. really young. And these guys were still quite young. And we played like three songs, but it was class. And it then we class. decided to just go on. Okay. We said we by said the cure. We oh come on, love song by the cure. What a tune. Talk show host by Ray. I will always love you. We played love song. Yeah. Talk show host. Iron Sky. Iron Sky. That's fantastic. To this day we still play that one. Iron Sky. Iron Sky. Who does the political speech? We don't we miss that bit. We just do like a little instrument. Because that is actually a clip. Of Charlie, Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin, yeah, from the Great Dictator. You should get that involved, These honestly. Are not men. These are cattle. We're not, no, we are not cattle. We are not, we are not men. We're not men. We're It's a fantastic piece of uh, of audible quality. Should audible, we add that? Beautiful audible, beautiful stuff. stuff. Anyway, so please sample. It's a sample. sample. You're right. It's, it's, su it's such a sample. Next question. Go. So, so the next question for you guys. So you mentioned that The Cure was an influence on you because of your tutor, but now that you look forward as a band, 
Who do you look to as influences? Wolf, Wolf Alice. Alice. Wolf Alice. Wolf Alice. Blue Weekend has been like such an influence on our yeah, EP and our everything. Band. Well, uh, Wolf Alice's third album okay. came out about the same time as our I EP. Their first so we were spending as well. we were spending so much time together when the album came out. Yeah. It's just that's all we listened to. Us, yeah. Lots of listening parties to that record. That's all we just whacked on. As well. I yes. still love we all have sure. like different influences, but like uh, put better. together yeah we have such yeah. different yeah. music taste like put each together. of us have such individual taste but combined I think it works can we just bring that on to then okay if we're talking about festivals we're talking about live music and you guys as a band Johnny Hearn's Latitude okay okay we, we're moving on from <laughs> moving on from we're not here talking about me we're talking about you guys early on seeing live music who did you see live that made you think, I want to be in a band, I want to be like you? We'll go for you, Holly, first. Who have I seen? Okay, when I was about seven years old, I saw Florence and the Machine. And oh, I yeah. remember seeing that, like, where, where? uh Festival, Camp Festival. Oh, cool. Uh, 2008 or something like that. Awesome. And I remember seeing that, like, strong female influence and just thinking, I want to do that. Like, she was dancing barefoot on stage and I just thought, I want to do that. Awesome. Strong female influence. We'll come back to that. That's a great yeah. lead. But we'll go, we'll go first. Um, my first ever live gig ever was the Masterkins at the Engine Shed. And I was in, like, a really unhappy time in my life. And I just remember that being, like, a highlight of like everything and then I remember Serena Joy supporting them and they were like just starting out at the time I think awesome. and I remember thinking like I don't know like I just like wanted my band to be like together like that and like together. I, I rate that I rate that tight yeah. I rate that I rate that Live back. Live back. Lexi long hair <laughs> um I don't know I've mm, the earliest bands I saw are probably a bit embarrassing. No, go for it. My foot, can I just say to ease your mind, first band I saw, The Ting Tings. First album I bought, The Ting Tings. I fucking loved The Ting Tings. Let me hurt. That's not my name. My first live band that made me thought, hmm, I want to be like them. I've no, I didn't see Wolf Alice live until this year. Were but, they the ones though? But seeing all of their YouTube clips and thinking, wow, like this band is amazing. Or Arctic Monkeys. Like, Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys. That's yeah. a good they shout. Are, as Holly says, they are so tight. You just yeah. want to get on stage and bash out, is it? Like, just be so together with each and other. And you all shouted Wolf Alice as well. Exactly. And Arctic Monkeys have been referenced. You guys have got some tight references here. You've got like a, a, a direction. Yeah, we have a mutual love of Wolf Alice. But I. I I can't leave without Molly. So go on. What was your first band that you saw that made you want to be in a band? Oh, that's a difficult one. And this is your, really weird. And, and, no, but we I'm went to this tiny place. festival oh. called Alchemy. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember really it so dangerous. well. These two people playing this one guitar. And it was just insane. And I thought, that is mental. Yeah, so someone, someone was stood behind the person. Strumming. They were both incredible. Playing. I just remember yeah. that so that well. Actually, that's that was so good. That was awesome. So good. Okay, guys, so I'm going to bring you back to something that um, Holly was saying. Um, that She was talking about female influences, powerful female influences. And I wanted to ask you, as a local indie female band, 
Do you think it's difficult in the music industry these days as a female band more so than it would be as a male band? And can you talk me through the comparatives between the two? I think it's it's hard because at your gigs you do get men come up to you at the end being like, you were so sexy, that was... And like, they don't... And is that a positive music. for you? I mean, yeah, it's a compliment and stuff. Sex sells, but, like, I want to be appreciated for my music, not my body. Like hands are up, hands are up. I respect <laughs> hands up. I don't want to talk over anyone, but Lexi I think long hair. it's such, like... It's almost a cliche to think, oh, yeah, like, men are disgusting. Yeah. No, 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 no. And you think, yeah, it can't be that bad. And you see all these bands, like... No. But then you also go to gigs and see female bands and you can hear things, like, whispers in the audience yeah, like, and you think, oh, that is... Just, and you think... And but, no, worse than that, like, not compliments, just awful comments and you think... Like, oh, I'd fuck what, her you, so hard. Uh, and I'm guessing no, you and, don't like that. No, and you hear that and it's like... Listen to the music, like, she's not here to be sexualised. That's like one of our songs, Would It Be Me. One of the lyrics, Would It Be Me. Appreciate the way I play, not just my body and my face. Yeah, Yeah, it's Which is true, because people go to a gig and just, you know, oh, they're male, like a support band, for example. Fair enough, they're the support, and... You should, but you should still appreciate that. It's not fair that women like you won't go and watch a band and go, oh, you know, you know like say all these inappropriate things to a male band. No, and it's that, just that wrong. lyric really resonates. That that we wrote that lyric, it really resonates with the way we feel about women in the music scene. You know. What do you think? I don't know. Like it's so easy. I I feel like it's. As an all-female band, we have to almost, like, create an image for ourselves. We have to be so clear about this is who we are, this is the music we make. We have to prove ourselves. We have to prove ourselves. And, like, that's just kind of how it is. And And it's like a shock that, oh, like, we're all girls. Like, it's a shock that that's the thing that shouldn't be the case. We're a band. We're so used to that. So we're so used to this idea of, oh, yeah, we're in a girl band, it's amazing, like, it's so good. Yeah, and, you and think, I am proud and you think, actually, how hard have we had to, like, compared to other people, like, just because we're all good, like, it's just so weird, isn't it? Because you think back to reality and you think, actually, if, like, someone came down to this planet and you said, oh, there is an inequality, they'd think, what the fuck? They'd be like, what yeah. the fuck? They'd be like, why? And that is why it's so confusing, yeah. Uh, to add on, I remember Viv- vividly at one of our games, they were like, oh, you were playing, like, proper solos and that. And I was like, uh, what did you expect? Like, people are so shocked that we can actually play instruments as well as we can, so... As well as we can I think yeah. it's <laughs> like... need to appreciate it. Another thing, sorry, to, like... Um, I feel like women in the music industry have so much pressure to have such, like, a, a strong concept for all their music like you're not allowed to just play what you want to play you have to have like a visual and you have to have a concept and all your single covers have to have like a a thick like a, a, co- a cohesive thing perfect at the same time as well otherwise we'll get judged yeah. for that you know it's so it's a lot of pressure and it's almost the shock to think oh my god that is a like women with guitars is such a big thing like wow it's so it's even refreshing now to see rock bands with women even fronting them yeah like it's just weird it's like oh my god they're a woman and it's so refreshing and they're so cool every front woman is so (laughs) fucking cool and we love them we love them indeed so Just who are Mary's Dream? Well, alongside my old school pal and the bassist, Holly Brewer, the band consists of twin sisters, Molly and Lexi Hansen, and also the enigmatic frontwoman, Molly Snee. And what do Mary's Dream sound like? Well, here's my personal favourite of theirs. This is a cheeky little tune called Reckless. And after that, 
I'll ask them a little bit more about their music and particularly about this song. Check it out. I hope you enjoy it. I wanted to ask you guys about my favourite tune from you guys, which is a tune called Reckless, right? Jeez. Which I, I love. I love the kind of wishy-washy, ethereal, kind of distant sound, and that song has got that in abundance. Reverb. Reverb, exactly. <laughs> but what I want to ask is, it, that song seems very much steeped in a sort of audience-to-performer relationship. Almost like, I remember there, there's a lyric, after your show, can I come and link up with you? Exactly. So what I wanted to ask you leading, li, so I wanted to ask you who, who, who wrote that song? I wrote that song, basically. That's a very vulnerable song and still to this day it I'm seems like, oh my like gosh, it. Well, I would never talk to a random stranger about all my feelings. I'm like, yeah, I write a song But like that's that. what I was going to ask you guys because you're talking about this kind of, distance between audience and performer but like it feels like that song brings that distance very close together yeah it's, it's like basically having like a therapy session but instead of a therapist it's like any random person that wants to do that song it's very intimate writing and songs is a deep last, thing isn't yeah, it yeah and the last chorus it's like if I was to meet you after your shit like that is almost that was a last minute thing and it's almost like to me it was like a bit of a like a defence against that vulnerability because basically that song I wrote it. Sorry. <laughs> we all wrote that bit together, didn't we? Yeah, that song, like, it was very vulnerable about, like, a real-life thing. And then the, when we were, record, we were recording that song, that thing was, like, over. Yeah, so that song came out of... That song, Snee, Molly Snee sent it, like, maybe a, even a year before we decided to... A long to, while before. Yeah, a very long while when, as she says, things yeah. very vulnerable. And it was a stripped and back then we thought, acoustic version and we were all just in tears. Me, we we, we said, went, we, God, said we, we listened to <laughs> yeah. it over and over again when Molly sent the demo for it and we thought, this has to be released. But she, obviously she was like, no, 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 it's too much. Like, it's so sensitive. Anyway, we decided, well, Molly decided, just needs, everyone was like, you know what? Let's make the last bit like kind of a happy ending, I think that's what it was. Yeah, and yeah. it sort of and took, just make it a bit take away took the deepness from it. Yeah. It was yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't I think it. like <laughs> yeah, I can't We were recording it, it and like um the last chorus, it's really stupid. But we were like, let's pretend it's about some vendor because I fancy some vendor. It was vendor something really deep and That's fair enough, right? Like, let's, let's make it. Them, not first. <laughs> but yes, the last chorus is about something. If I was to meet you after your show, we were just Maybe like, you could take me home. Let, if you put yourself in the other position, is it like less vulnerable almost? Because yeah. it was such like, a personal <laughs> thing that song thing. was about, and then we just thought. Yeah. Like it kind of made it all better because I think we'd feel a bit bad if something so vulnerable and so sensitive was, was released. released to the world and never yeah. wrapped up on this. Yeah, and it was just left. If it was left like that, I don't think it'd be like anywhere near as good as it is. Like it just kind of is a nice ending. Yeah. It's a happy ending. Yeah. It's, it's an imaginary but happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you had to imagine a happy ending <laughs> yeah. for the song. Yeah. So you guys have spoken a little bit about your studio um, situation with that song. I'm just wondering about how you lay up a tune in a studio with your uh, your EP, fantastically titled EP, might I say. Thank you. Um, so what was the situation with recording it? So that last one was done just after lockdown. That was a home demo. Lexi will tell you more about that. So basically, it was we were just coming out of lockdown, I think. It was like May, June time. Just coming out of that horrible winter lockdown. Shh. 
just coming out of winter lockdown. Isn't and, like um, springtime, wasn't Yeah, we didn't have enough summer. money to go to a studio. Yeah, we had um, <laughs> we had uh, like we had one mac we had one decent microphone maybe two decent microphones and a laptop like a second hand laptop that I have downloaded some free software we were like right what, come was, on. Sof- what was the software out of interest uh, Pro Tools cool but it was the that's free a pretty good free software Pro Tools is like industry yeah. standard you know. Pro Tools free, like the free trial. Where you ah, don't yeah, get any yeah. plugins. Oh. You don't get any plugins. You don't get anything. All right, yeah. Fancy. Anyway, we thought, right, why not? Let's just make it ourselves. Really cheap. Like we borrowed some mags from mates, like drum mags and stuff. And we just thought, um, you know what? Let's make it ourselves. So we we drew out a chart on a bit of like scrap paper. We're like vocals, da 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 da. This day, this day, this day. Bass, da da da. Anyway, I spent hours and hours and hours. Probably about like two months. Constantly in headphones. To be fair, I listen to it back and I'm like, this is, you know, crap. Like, it's crap quality. It's not crap. It's not crap, but the quality could be ten times better. But for a homemade EP, I don't think it's... And that kind of makes it... That kind of makes... Yeah, that makes it so special that we all just kind of sat in a room. I was... Diddling away on a laptop with my headphones on, these guys were like, oh, "Let's do another track. Let's do another track. Let's do another track." And Snee bossed yeah. me about the vocals. I'm so sorry. We need to layer it. We need to layer it like. Ah. I was like, oh, oh, "Let's do another track." We sat in the garden one sunny day and we listened to it for the first time together. With and, and we stuff. were all just like, "That sounds beautiful." Oh, <laughs> like this is ours. Like it's not the best quality, but we made it, and it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful day. So about that EP, right? It's fantastically titled, as I said before. The angriness, the indie angriness that you mention in the title of the EP, will that follow you, do you think, going forward? Or do you think you're going to adapt from that angriness? How angry do you think you're going to be going forward? I think with, like, our, our more recent stuff, there's, like, a maturity almost to it. It's, like, there's that teenage angriness, but, like, no-one wants to be angry forever. Like, you want to grow, grow and, like, become, like, a wise wizard. Yes, Gandalf, you shall not pass. I love Gandalf. Everyone has those angry thoughts initially. But That's like... going to be the headline now. You love Gandalf. Do you love Gandalf? <laughs> Can anyone get the film it's from? It's a, it's a quote from a film. It's a quote from which film? Yes, yes. I know which. Oh, the EP title. I don't know. I don't know anything about. I thought it was one like Gandalf and Lord of the Rings. I was like, I know this one. But I think everyone kind of gets over that angriness. Like now, we look back, we'd be like. At the same time, our song "Would It Be Me." I think it. It's good to be angry because. Sorry, I've had a drink. What is this? Just um, please carry on, Holly. You're talking brilliant stuff. Just No, but our song, Would It Be Me, that is probably one of our most angry songs, and it just shows the inequality in the music scene. And that is great. Sorry to interrupt you. Inequality in the music scene, OK? I've asked you a little bit about uh, being a female band in the music scene, but I also want to ask you about being an indie band in the music scene. Do you feel like, as an indie rock band, you are represented well enough, not just as a female band, but also with the music industry as it is today? Do you have a voice? Do you have something to say? Do you feel like that you can express yourselves? I just want to say, I think in Lincoln at the moment, there's something beautiful happening. I feel that there's a change happening. I feel like the indie scene and the independent scene and the like unsigned scene of Lincoln it's really growing like with the reels getting big and everything and we've got some brilliant brilliant unsigned bands in Lincoln like even BBC introducing within the whole country is insane and like the people like the 
radio DJs who listen into BBC Introducing and think, oh, I like them, who then go on to play them on like a popular Saturday night show or Friday night show, is immense. Like the people, the amount of people who listen to Introducing who you might not realise is crazy. And that's how most people start, isn't it? Like a lot of indie, especially indie like, bands. Yeah, Hannah Fletcher. So what happened? Hannah Fletcher, shout out to Hannah Fletcher's brilliant industry. She's done so much for us. So talk to me about your connections with uh, the local introducing scene. We uploaded a few songs, again, in lockdown, the first lockdown. We thought, why not upload some songs to BBC Introducing? You know, there's nothing else to do. It was like May 2020, nothing else to do. We thought, why not upload some songs to BBC Introducing? So, like, I googled how to do it, you know, didn't know how to do it. Um, Uploaded, like, Nasty Boys and The Loop, well, the only two singles we'd, we'd released. Anyway, they ended up getting played like every Friday for a good few weeks. Mm-hmm. We've finished uploading the EP, and that still gets like we still get emails going, "Your song is being played this Saturday night on BBC News." Awesome. Like, you're just like, this is mad. Like people are still interested. It, we're still relevant because when a band is in lockdown and has to work that hard through lockdown, you think, "Oh, it's just going to fizzle out." Like we have to work hard as a team through a group chat. Like we couldn't see each other, we couldn't do anything. So to think that we're still on the other side of it, it's just mental. It's just mad. Yeah. It's just mad. That's awesome, guys. But I'll let... But I'll know what... Well, I mean, you go. You go. I don't know, I don't know how long this is going to last for, but I'm going to stick with it. But I wanted to ask you guys, each of you, what is the future for Mary's dream? In other words, what is Mary's dream's dream? I would love to get big. Yeah. Let's dream big. What is big? What is big, guys? I think for every band, it's like... Pyramid get... stage at Glasgow. <laughs> I think Pyramid every... stage at Glasgow. I think for every band, it's like, yeah, get big, go on tour. But, but what, is big, what is big for you guys, though? What would what would be a great goal for you guys to aim towards in the next, let's say, like, five years? I'd love to... Ble- no. The thing is, though, like, five years ago, like five years back yeah. we would have never thought we'd just be on stage playing our songs and everyone would come watch never like, thought we'd be the engine shed like, yeah like we're just grateful like, for everything yeah. and, like, we get emails like oh do you want to play this gig do you want to how play was this? the engine shed I mean oh, that was the sound at the engine shed honestly we got back into our dressing room you had a dressing room we had a right. dressing room wow where, where everyone's been blossoms the main stage dressing room it was it wasn't there like yeah. The platform. Wasn't anything shoddy, it was proper. It was the main stage, just it was boring, it was like, ping, 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 followers, followers, followers. It was incredible. Yeah. And wow. it's just mad, like, you think, we've just played to a room of strangers, but they're all, they all listened. They all loved you. Ah. They all listened, didn't they? Yeah, okay, Holly. <laughs> I've got cramp in my foot. Oh, no. Did you see me on stage having to play with my thumb? That's because I'd cramp in my hand. Oh, well, I didn't really notice bad. a thing, so yeah, that's a really good thing that. that I didn't notice that. So where do you where do you see yourself going then? Where, where's What's the next step? Next year's a bit iffy still, because, like... Like, two of us are off to uni. Two of us are off to uni. How are you yeah, going to deal with that, guys? We're managing lockdown, so we yeah. can manage for a uni. That's exactly. Yeah, we think that. We're like, if we, we can, can, if we can go through two years of, like, barely seeing each other, we can... I think... And we'll, I, all, we'll always come back to Lincoln. Like, we... Our, Everyone should, right? Yeah, but our families are in Lincoln. But like, at the same... There'll, be, there'll never be an excuse to come back and play a gig. Yeah, but I feel like when we go to uni, we'll probably get gigs where we go to uni, so... Uh, it just yeah. opens up opportunities for us, like... Molly can get us gigs in Liverpool and uh, Sneak can get or us Manchester. gigs in Sheffield. Or Manchester, wherever we're. Exactly, so it just opens up more venues for we're us. We're looking at it as like it's a, a positive rather than a negative. It's yeah. Like, yeah. That's not like... So almost going to different tour. places, UK tour. Yeah. UK tour, going to yeah. different places means more opportunities in more places almost. Like there's more cool, like 
independent venues in Liverpool and Manchester and Sheffield than there is in Lincoln. Yeah, so of course. It should be... Like if we put in the work, but it's just we're still enjoying it, so it can't be that bad. Like I know a lot of bands get sick of what they do or whatever, but you don't see that happening for you guys. So I'm going to go around each of you to finalise this interview. Final question: If I could ask you one dream for Mary's dream, what would be said dream? Molly start <laughs> pyramid stage at Glasgow. Pyramid stage at Glasgow. Glastonbury says Molly. What about Lexi? Um, probably the same, or just grow up to like carry on growing up together, like playing. Aww, like. That's sweet. That's very sweet. It's not necessarily a dream. I think it will it will happen, but you know, just we're like, gonna have a band imagine, house. We've always yeah, talked about always, having a band house. We've always said we're gonna live together at one like point. Like the young just, ones, we're all gonna live together in a really crappy house, but have the best time ever. Need time uh, for Wolf Alice to know who we are. Yeah, <laughs> okay, there we go. You're all big Wolf Alice fans, aren't you? I'll have to mention that one. Huh? Taylor Swift knew who I was, I would die. There we go. Holly, tiny desk, a tiny desk performance. That'll be awesome. I've seen those, I have seen those. I wouldn't mind doing one of those. Or like an um, MTV Unplugged, but that's when oh, we're like wow. very famous. That's big time though, isn't it? That's, that's big time. Fame. Do they still go on? Do they still happen? Yeah, Tash Sultana did one like a Oh, few she had a song on FIFA. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I know her. Mary Dream, thank you, thank you so you much. Home. Well thank done. Thank you, Johnny. We love Johnny home. We, we love Johnny home. Fantastic gig. Queen Jack on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tune. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, no.